From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey everyone, I'm Susan. And I'm Kitty. And today we're tackling Marvel's first non-team, a group of individual heroes with their own agendas. All right. Yeah, it's such like a crazy thing to think about because this then and now is possibly like the biggest gap between any generation of characters who were ever these characters. <laughs> so with no official membership policy and a rotating roster of heroes, this group has handled threats on cosmic levels like the real threats or <laughs> down on the street level so don't ask them to assemble because this is the defenders then and now <laughs> i like my little digs yeah kitty and i get into this uh, like debate constantly because my defenders are the real defenders <laughs> they defend the earth oh that's what being a defender means oh and her defenders <laughs> made a netflix show uh hello (laughs) (laughs) hashtag where's namor yeah not on netflix is that's for sure (laughs) i always that's a um a little bit of an inside joke between kitty and i because i'm always doing hashtag where's namor because namor gets left out of so much way to go licensing because he's not in anything Uh, hashtag where's namor That'd be so funny if we were trying to compare. It'd be like, yeah, um, Doctor Strange has like long dark hair now and a leather jacket, and also like he's a girl, and <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these defenders are not the same in any respect. But I think that I think that's like the perfect. I think it's almost the perfect example of what this then and now can be. How much changes between different generations of comic book readers, and as much as I like to play, you know, the mean. The mean card, like the my defenders are better. <laughs> you got to admit, like putting in a huge gap between the Avengers in the cinematic universe and the defenders on Netflix mm-hmm. is kind of a stroke of genius on Marvel's part. Yeah. Because they have the Earthbound, and mm-hmm. then now everyone in the Avengers is pretty much been to space. <laughs> <laughs> I think, with the exception of maybe Cap. Maybe. Yeah. We'll anyway. get him to space. Yeah, we're not talking about them, though. We're talking about the <laughs> Defenders. So the de- tell me about your Defenders and why they so, are so much better. <laughs> so my Defenders are from the 1970s. Um, I was not alive then. But uh, they were... <laughs> but fr- that's why books exist. That's and- <laughs> why books exist. And that's why publications are important. Because you can read things from before you were born. Um, but these characters were basically... They were first featured in Mar- in, in a book that was called Marvel Features. And they put these um, <laughs> characters together. Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Bruce ba- Robert Bruce Banner. So Bruce Banner before he... I mean, Robert Bruce Banner is Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway, it's weird. Anyway, and then Namor, the Submariner. Hashtag where's Namor. <laughs> um, but then they were so popular as like a team because if you think about it, you have like the brains, the brawn, and kind of like the mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, because Namor is very smart and Namor runs a kingdom. And so he can do all that. And then, you know, Doctor Strange, as much as I love him, the dude's a little bit arrogant. And he's <laughs> kind, they, they represented three different parts of 
Marvel superheroes at the time. And mm-hmm. so they were kind of an obvious team. And then later they brought But they back- were also a non-team. They were also a non-team. Don't put labels on them. We're not going to label them just yet because they don't even have their own series. The Defenders <laughs> didn't come on until later in around 1970 or 1972, 1973. Somewhere around there is when the Defenders actually got their own series. Mm. And that's when they started recruiting. They wound up with like Silver Surfer. They had Valkyrie. Huh? Yeah. Asgardian. Yep. I yeah. I like Valkyrie. Um, yeah. And then even they had Hawkeye and Nighthawk and Hank Pym when he was Yellow Jacket. Yeah. And then uh, Power Man. Yeah. So you're familiar with Power Man. So he's he's kind of our bridge here. He is. <laughs> Luke Cage is the common ground between the two of us. We both can admit that Luke Cage is an actual defender. <laughs> um, he like the defenders team also changes so often, mm-hmm. like even more so, I would say, you, you, you know, people out there will argue with me, but it it's as fluid as the Avengers team, oh, I would absolutely. say. You slap an adjective and you've got the secret defenders, the last defenders, the fearless defenders. You've got every type of defenders. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that could happen. Um, I'm sticking when they were just the defenders. Just the defenders. Or before they even had a name because <laughs> they were the non-team. Because they, you know, you put, think of the personalities who wound up on the early team of the Defenders. Oh, absolutely. None of them wanted to be on a team with anybody else. It was like Ego well, City. Well, to be fair, they kind of kept that thread in the modern Defenders. It's it's a it it's a very reluctant team up, and I love that about it because mm. I love when... Because, yeah, the Avengers assemble, and it's really cool when Cap calls them all, and they all just, yep, this is my job. But just to watch people who really don't want to work together or they have to learn to trust each other, to, to put them together on a team... I just think is is super fun. So there's the through line. Yeah. We're always looking for like what qualifies a then and now. Yeah. The, qual- the qualification is the reluctance. The reluctance, but they will defend. Yeah. I, I think it's fascinating, though, that you have from the Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange alone, you've got like almost the entire scape of the cosmic Marvel. Mm-hmm. And now Defenders in the modern sense is literally the most microcosmic and it's just it's Hell's Kitchen in Harlem kind of deal. Yeah. It's it's they don't go out of New York City. It it's extremely focused and street level and that's and that's So what then that, what do they do when, you know, the aliens show up in New York? They complain about it in <laughs> in veiled references on their Netflix shows. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think it's interesting that they took that team and it's mutated enough that that Defenders is the sensibility for, for the modern Marvel age of street heroes who don't go to space, who don't even really cross the country. It's also really interesting for you to bring up the notion of trust mm-hmm. because that is a notion that crosses the defenders both then and now. Um, Doctor Strange does not trust easily. <laughs> Hulk does not trust easily. Namor does not trust easily. There's even like um, various storylines where Namor is captured and like the defenders are reluctant to save him <laughs> and he's a member of their own team. Oh, dear. and it's just, it's oh. just stuff that you think about. They just don't trust each other easily. They, right. Their egos are too big and they don't work well with others. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a kindergarten report card, that's what it would say. <laughs> <laughs> Little frowny face. Yeah. That's wow. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, look at your defenders. I they know. don't play well with others either. And we've got, we've got two, more or less disciplined martial artists. We've got the guy who can break, he's unbreakable. And so he, I, I, one of my favorite things that kind of illustrates their whole relationship. If you don't watch anything else of the defenders on Netflix or read anything about these characters, the hallway fight scene 
in the Defender series, you see each of their individual fight styles. Jessica wants the fight over as fast as possible because she is not a fighter. So she will just slam herself around. Mm-hmm. Luke knows he can defend people like legitimately because he's unbreakable. So he will put himself between other people and his teammates. So there, I think he's one of the more trusting members of the group. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Fist is kind of young and spunky and not as disciplined as Daredevil. And so you can kind of see that in the way that he fights. But But Daredevil is kind of the only consummate fighter mm-hmm. of the group. And so it's it's fascinating to see the degrees of experience, how much they care about other people, how much they care about each other, and and how they work off of one another in their fight style. And mirrored that back to like 1971 when these guys were like first trying to be the defenders. Mm-hmm. You have three people who don't fight well together. Because like <laughs> how on earth do, does Hulk and Namor and Doctor Strange ever fight together mm-hmm. it just doesn't like dr strange is a mis- master of the mystic art so he doesn't really fight like, he, he always strikes me as a guy who his moves are very finessed and calculated and if the hulk is running through smashing everything oh yeah you just ruined my entire plan yeah, yeah. and then namor is is kind of like the more controlled fighter like closer somewhere as a hybrid between iron fist and daredevil like he's mm-hmm. hand-to-hand combat he can do and he's he's very controlled with it but at the same time he also knows when to improvise right so you know you know that's kind of another thing where they just don't work <laughs> they don't necessarily work well as a team right which is why they're a non-team <laughs> which is why you love to watch them though because yeah. it's like how 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 are they going to put aside their differences and and actually get the job which done. is kind of like one of my weak points in storytelling to begin with it's mm-hmm. like well, how are you? Cause like, how are you going to stop being the way that you are in order to like cooperate? Put yourselves aside for a second for the greater good yeah. of the moment. And it's something I think that we struggle with as people in general when you, you know, cause people have to go to work every day and most <laughs> people work in an office and there are different personalities inside an office or even in your family life. Like mm-hmm. there's different personalities in a family. There's different. And how do you work with those different personalities? How do you, how do you come together to work towards something mm-hmm. like towards a project towards, you know, raising a child or whatever. And how do you do that? In these <laughs> and if your brother was kidnapped, would you say, eh, so yeah, be it. <laughs> exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that something that you and I have talked about so many times and something that we love about Marvel comics is the ability that they have to, to yes, you know, these are, the defenders and they're defending against cosmic entities that are looking to destroy earth as we know it. But also it's a very real human problem Mm -hmm. that we, we have to encounter on almost a daily basis, depending on what type of environment you find yourself in. Like how do you put your own ego aside because you know that you need to accomplish this? Right. And and you brought up in the, um, thread of of kind of real life situations raising a child. I think one of the most interesting things for the Defenders comic when they assembled this team based on who they put in the Netflix universe, one of the biggest differences between their Netflix counterparts and now is Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are married and have a child. And yep. and I think for throughout the entire Marvel universe, they're one of the most wholesome relationships despite all the hardships that they go through or how foul mouthed Jessica is or all the problems they've had. Like now they have to balance being heroes and having a daughter who they don't know this yet, but she grows up to be Captain America in yeah. some <laughs> some alternate future comic yeah. book. But but balancing the heroism with this other relationship or I like Jessica and Luke as a couple. 
because they accept one another's reality. Oh, yeah. And that's something that you see a lot of comic book couples fail and it's because they're fighting against one another's reality. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't want if your powers were like all these what ifs. Right. But Jessica and Luke don't do that. They have they just have this immense like acceptance of one another Mm -hmm. for exactly who they are. And it's. It's kind of beautiful. And like a bad guy will show up and and instead of being like, this is your problem like that, it'd be like, is that from your backstory or mine? Let's take them down together. Like (laughs) it's just such a cool relationship. And and unfortunately, they don't have that same dynamic in the the Netflix series. They do have some really fun chemistry, um, which is, I mean, why they introduced Luke in Jessica's series. I mean, he's such a quintessential part of her, her kind of origin story which is only 16 years old Mm -hmm. which is so bizarre to think of i know (laughs) luke's been luke's been a defender longer than jessica's been a comic book character i know so luke's been a defender like twice as long as she's (laughs) been a comic book character but i think it's it's super fun and it's not completely unheard of that they would put these characters together so 2013 is when they announced the netflix series and then charlie cox was the first one that they they had for daredevil obviously and and as the, as they started kind of knocking down these dominoes, it was really cool to see who was going to be put into this universe because um, Luke Cage... So Luke Cage always obviously brings in Iron Fist because of their Heroes for Hire history, mm-hmm. and that that also really predates the... It's, it's back in the 60s, 70s yeah. kind of era. Yeah. And Jessica Jones has a relationship with Matt Murdock in Alias from 2002. And so then when they bridged Luke and Jessica, um, it, it kind of naturally set the stage back in the early 2000s for what this kind of very, very Hell's Kitchen themed team up could be. Mm-hmm. But they never all interacted as a foursome in that context until they put the Netflix shows out and then they started to um, bring their comic books back because Jessica hadn't had a series for a while or a solo series for a while. And neither did Luke or or Danny. I think they'd been on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really brought them back and started gearing up the audience to think of these characters in comparison with one another or like, hey, these these guys all have a history together. So I think that's really fun. That is really fun. Um, it's also interesting that Luke bridges three or like two separate characters mm-hmm. together because Luke is also the bridge that takes you and I together. <laughs> so it's just interesting that Luke, because of his protective nature, can be such a, a character that you can throw on various teams and he yeah. will perform in that protective manner, but also be able to kick anybody's butt. And the fact that his heroism has oftentimes been for hire, like yeah. he, it, it, his business is superheroing. So yeah. he almost seems like the least reluctant one of these characters to assemble. Cause he's like, okay, like wifey, now we're going to do this. And, and Oh, here's our lawyer or in the new series, they actually don't know his identity. So it goes back to the issue of trust somehow. Um, Daredevil's secret identity is back in the bag and he's yeah. in, he's in the Shadowlands costume and so he's like super mysterious but no one on this team knew who he was. It makes me laugh because he seems the most obvious one. Right? Like like it doesn't I mean cuz Jessica doesn't even pretend and most of the rest of them don't even have secret identities mm-hmm. but the one costumed hero who does have an identity none of the none, the master detective can't figure it out. She doesn't know who he is. That's crazy. Um yeah. So the de- like the defenders for me have always been this team that we're talking about randomness or connections or all these different things, but their mine have always been cosmic. Mm-hmm. So to see a defenders team on the Netflix series that is basically covering like 
50 blocks of <laughs> New York City, like the Bronx to if they can be Hell's, bothered. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen and probably not even all of the blocks, just the ones that they care about. <laughs> um, so it's, it was very interesting to have to adjust to the mentality of the defenders being like, oh, so you're defending like this very basic element of what the Marvel Universe is. Mm-hmm. Like you're just defending New York, <laughs> not the whole earth. You don't have like spells that you're pulling from ancient texts and relics <laughs> that you have set up to like make the spells more powerful and you haven't, you don't have points around the world or you don't have the seven seas or, <laughs> or, or gamma radiation. Like there's nothing in there. Luke's got a hoodie. Jessica's got a leather jacket and a bottle of whiskey. Daredevil's <laughs> got billy clubs and Iron Fist has his glowing fist. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And you talk about the characters who, like, if they could be bothered. Stephen Strange is, like, the opposite of an if-he-could-be-bothered character. Mm -hmm. He's the character that, like, when he was a surgeon, was, like, going to take on every single project that he could take on that that he cared about. So there's there's this, like... Yes and no, it's it's similar but different because it's just like while I'm talking about this, I was like, actually, Stephen Strange is kind of an if he could be bothered character, too. And my point in my notes is, like, the opposite of that. (laughs) Um... But yeah, uh, he kind of is an if he could be bothered character too. Granted, his his job is to be a doctor. His his if he could be bothered kind of seems more of an ego thing rather yes. than a like this is not my scene. Yeah, kind it's of not thing. a bore or not bored. It's not a passive thing. The way Jessica just like is like whatever. Oh, she's like my this. office got blown up again. I guess I have to kick someone's ass. Yeah, like, <laughs> my my office got blown up again. Guess I have to find a new one and figure out who did that. Like <laughs> who who's after me? Like it's it's interesting versus like Doctor Strange can't be bothered attitude where it's like that case isn't interesting enough for me or it's beneath me. Yeah, it's beneath me. Um and that you're right, the difference is is ego. And the difference actually in in our teams is ego. I think it almost almost also has to do with the nature of the threats they're facing. I mean, there's the street level, which is like, this is my neighborhood. Yeah. Like, this is where I live versus this is the entire Marvel cosmos. And it takes a certain amount of hubris in order to take on the entire cosmos. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> you have to have a certain level of arrogance to be able to be like, uh, just stand there and like, <laughs> you know, because you have even in Doctor Strange, it's not even just the cosmos, it's other dimensional forces. Like, oh, absolutely. And that's why he recru- recruits Clea from the dark dimension at one point. <laughs> she's never like, she's never called a full member, mm-hmm. but you know, she, they were married at one point. So um, <laughs> it's just a really interesting thing to like, think about what it takes to, to have another dimension come at you and to be like, nope, by versus <laughs> just like this is my neighborhood this is where i grew up this is where i work mm-hmm. please don't mess with my livelihood <laughs> because that's another thing that your defenders do it's please don't mess with my livelihood oh yeah because they're working out of their storefronts i mean yeah. in, in the latest defenders series like luke and danny actually uh resurrected their heroes for hire storefront and and at the very end they're kind of like hey we should get back into this heroing business jessica's working out of a bakery because alias got blown up and again again and and matt murdoch (laughs) has i don't know like a a lawyer practice somewhere or he's hanging out at josie's or fogwell's but i another thing that comes up we're talking about the cosmic versus the neighborhood um because your characters are from the 70s i almost immediately associate 
first of all, the the pulpier comic books in your hand, like just that that texture, yeah. but a lot more color and visual intrigue because, I mean, you've got such visual powers for Doctor That's Strange. True. And and my defenders are, they're kind of plucked from the Marvel Knights and Marvel Max era, which was dark, dark, dark and all gritty, the time. noir. Like it was very, very inky and inky and like the color palette was very dull. Yeah, but not dull. It was like... It was, muted yeah 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 and uh, if you watch any of their in individual netflix shows or even just the defender series they probably kept the um wh whoever makes those colored lights that go over lights for filming like they kept that group in business because every time <laughs> i didn't even have to watch the show like the gels that yeah you put the, over, oh, yeah okay. the light oh, okay. gels because you didn't have to, i didn't even have to watch the scene in full to know oh the scene has some red to it it's daredevil or, mm. or this is green it's iron fist like oh that's they hilarious. each have a very distinct color yeah but in that universe, it's very dark. Wow. That's cool. No, mine are very bright. And Jessica's blue and Luke gets yellow. Jessica's not purple? She's, it's a blue purple. Okay. okay. But following her dealing with Kilgrave, uh, they've switched it to blue because okay. she's sad. But oh. it's not as purple. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. Um... Yeah, but mine are very colorful yeah. and you definitely have all the like celestials coming in and like elders of the universe coming in and like there there's all these different entities that mm -hmm. possibly come in like even Dormammu and various <laughs> like Clea's the daughter of Dormammu. So yeah. it's um it's it is a very colorful 70s pulpy comic book mm -hmm. look to it. And I, th I think it's fun because this Defender series for Netflix and the modern comics have also kind of gotten some nods into um, a lot of these characters who are the supporting cast for these characters also had runs on the Defenders. Like I know Misty Knight, mm -hmm. um, Colleen Wing has, I don't think she was a Defender, but she's definitely palled around um, with some of these teams. And then um, Hellcat. Yeah, I was going to say Hellcat. Hellcat's was a big one. A big who, Defender. Hopefully she'll be getting more um, action. Yeah, she in came Netflix, in in like but, the late 70s and then yeah. she was on that team. But even she is a, a radioactive yellow bright costume yeah. fun character oh very for sure creepy. and especially back in the 70s she was very like her headpiece and everything yeah she was awesome yeah so it's fun that they still get to include references to these other heroes even though the focus is on kind of a, a big four right now that's awesome yeah so if fans are looking to read um the defenders my defenders the original the defenders, defenders then <laughs> the real defenders whoa the, hey now <laughs> okay fine how about this the og defenders better there you go <laughs> um then just read the original defender series <laughs> it's just called the defenders if you want to try to track down um marvel features you can it's very difficult to find at least in probably a pretty key issue yeah in a back issue um but i think they i i haven't i when researching this podcast to tell you guys where to find stuff i couldn't find where it was collected so maybe you guys can help us out in the comments um yeah. of, check with your local comic book store and then yes help but, us out but really just from it started in 1972 you want to read that defenders and it's a lot of fun guys <laughs> especially if you're into the really pretty art from back then as well yeah and if you guys are looking for modern, uh, defi definitely get yourself a Netflix subscription if you haven't already. Uh, Marvel is a machine with these shows. Who doesn't have a Netflix subscription now? <laughs> you never know. You never know. We've okay. got All right, fair. To the one listener who doesn't have a Netflix subscription, please do yourself a favor. Um, yeah, so Marvel's got all of those going, and, and it's super fun. And, and Luke Cage is about to enter its sophomore season, and Iron Fist, and they've got a bunch of stuff rolling. And then for this team up, it's 
been pretty short-lived in the comics. There's two volumes called Diamonds Are Forever and Kingpins of New York. Still mm, very, very street level. I wonder who level. the villain is. <laughs> Maybe Diamondback and Kingpin. Oh. Um, <laughs> but the, and there's a lot of current volumes of these characters in their solo series. But if you really do want to see them all together with that that quippy banter and and nobody wants to be on this team together, it's those two volumes from 2017. <laughs> That's awesome. So no matter what form this non-team, keep calling well, they're not. They're not a team. They don't want to be. Uh, no matter what form the non-team takes, one thing is clear, they're here to defend. So thank you so much for joining us today. That's the Defenders Then and Now. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your geek side show. 